we can get that on. All right. Hello, hello, and good morning, world. And welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest and greatest sports topics that has taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page, on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Apple Podcasts, or various places where you can find your podcasts uh, as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. Today is January 1st, 2022. Jamar Goodman, something new in 2022. And we have yet again seen an interesting week in the sports world. We have seen COVID uh, take control again of almost everything uh, from the world to sports, various cancellations. Um, As example, right, you saw Rutgers um, (laughs) play against Wake Forest yesterday because um, Texas A&M had to pull out. This is just one example of the various, various, various examples we've seen um, of where COVID has uh, taken uh, control of a number of things. Um, Speaking of more COVID situations, the Brooklyn Nets' Kyrie Irving began practicing this week uh, with his team to make his much-anticipated debut on January 7th in Indianapolis. Jamar, Indianapolis, I'll tell you, all this place is a center for sports. This little town is a place for various events. It has so much going on. Um, Speaking of Indianapolis, Carson Wentz's status uh, being up in the air. Uh, for the Colts uh, tomorrow during a pivotal uh, playoff push uh, within the AFC. Um, The LA Rams and Kansas City Chiefs getting hot at the right time. Um, The college football playoff national championship being set. Um, What did I tell you, Jamar, um, about a month ago? Who did I tell you being a national championship? Alabama. And who else? Georgia. Yes, it, it went exactly as planned. Alabama took care of Georgia in the SEC championship. But, man, Jamar, this is crazy because who knows, man, Georgia, <laughs> you don't think they're going to be motivated? Not only from 2018, it worked. You guys got to remember, right, Jamar? We remember this. 2018, Georgia was beating the brakes off Alabama in the national championship. And me and you, Jamar, I'm sure we both watched and we like, man, Georgia that came out, they smacking like they finna steal his national championship from Alabama. Somehow, some way, though, a kid named Tua Tomagalova got in the game and it turned into like one of the greatest national championships ever. Um, as well, you know, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, one of the greatest, let's say, defenses to play college football, according to some people, right? Um, especially during those first um, 11 weeks. Um, they play up against um, Alabama in the SEC championship, and then Alabama takes care of Georgia. But the way it all turned out, Cincinnati would end up playing Alabama, and uh, Georgia would end up playing Michigan. And it was lopsided on both sides. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, and now you got a national championship, Jamar, that's going to take place in Indianapolis. 
at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, Monday, January 10th. And that's going to be a big one um, for all the chips. Um, and so we truly hope you all enjoyed your Christmas um, and have a happy new year today. Um, and again, we hope you all had a happy holiday season. Uh, good morning, Deshaun, Dominique, Pops. Um, and they're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, my pops just um, commented, Jamar, he's a big Alabama fan because he stays in Alabama. And so they tend to have no other expectations. Um, and so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you on this morning? Good morning. I'm blessed. How are you doing? Happy New Year, my good sir. Good, man. I'm good, man. Happy 2022. I like that mohawk, bro. It's fly. I appreciate that. We have been up, me and uh, Jamar. We have not had much sleep. We are woo, woo, all over the place, but we still giving y'all a show uh, because it's 2022. <laughs> all right, so let's begin, Jamar. So um, the 2021 National Championship is set. Uh, it will take place on January 10th at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. As we know, there's so many events going on in Indianapolis. Um, it is fantastic for the Indiana market. Um, and so just curious, man, give me your thoughts from the Bama Cincy and then let's go on to Georgia and Michigan. So give me your thoughts for Bama and Cincy. What did Bama do in this game that just turned out to be a pretty simple game for them? I mean, they stuck to their MO, man. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, Bama is, you know, usually going to go out there and, you know, play to their strengths and limit you and it just and honestly both these games it just you know showed you how you know reminded you how strong the SEC is right that this is a whole different league of football within college football like the SEC is like the mini NFLs like the NFL farm system is it's basically just getting the professionals ready if you're not in the SEC are you really playing football that's that's what it feels like right and so they just came out dominated in a fashion and just like the next game came out dominating the fashion. So, I mean, was we at this point, the way that the brackets were set up, was we really surprised that it was going to be, you know, Bama and Georgia part two here? Uh, I don't I, I mean, at this point, I that's what I was expecting because I, I wanted Georgia to get the uh, rematch here. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, they, they just did their thing. That's just what it is. Absolutely, man. Uh, shout out to the Robinson kid, man, um, James Robinson Jr. Uh, this kid, Jamar, um, was on the bench since 2017 at Alabama, um, mm. since a freshman. Finally got his moment. Um, and, you know, this is his fifth year. He's a fifth-year senior. And um, he created some good value for himself yesterday, bro, like 204 rush yards. Uh, you can see he's elusive when you get the ball. Um, he's – uh, a very physical downhill runner, which I think we know Jamar works well in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. He's elusive. He can catch the ball and create plays. And so, um, and plus he's just an athlete at Alabama. And if you're at Alabama, man, you're at a farm system. You're at a mini NFL, like you say. And so um, it'd be interesting to see how they kid play going forward, man, because it'd be crazy to believe like this kid out of nowhere literally has created stock for itself. Um, to at least be on the practice squad in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least be on a practice yeah. <laughs> You know, because, I mean, he's from Alabama. Like, 
I would take a guy from Alabama. If I'm a head coach in the NFL, give him a chance. Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure he can play football. I'm quite sure. And so um, to see uh, both of these teams, it was just like, wow. You know, no disrespect to Michigan. Michigan a lot. And look, Jamar, y'all can beat me up if y'all want to. They remind me a lot of Notre Dame. You know why? Hmm. That makes sense? Like, they are this big school. They have so much pride. They have so much love because they're Michigan, because they're Notre Dame. Um, and just when they get to the big moments, it's just – it's, it's just really bad. Like, you know, all that basically, Jamar, for that. It was like, really? And so um, all the hype around this Aiden Hutchinson kid, he didn't get nowhere near Stetson. Nowhere near him. Um, but somehow, <laughs> some way, he's just this great number one pick, according to Tom McShay. Um, whereas, on the other hand, you can see the defense for Alabama, right? You can see the defense for Georgia. Dogs, dogs, dogs all over the field. Those quarterbacks for uh, Michigan and Cincinnati didn't have a chance. They, they didn't have a chance. And Man. How athletic, how strong, how, how big those guys is. I'm sitting there looking at Georgia, Jamar, and I'm just looking at all the meat. I'm like, these dudes are huge, but fast and strong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, like uh, it's going to be a hell of a national championship game for sure because it's a part two. These teams are very familiar with each other, Jamar, as we know. Um, they they have plenty, plenty past great battles. As we know, generally in the SEC, it comes down to these two squads. Um, and so um, you got Alabama predicting and, and predicting that they're going to win. They basically predicted after they got their trophy. We, we win it again. I'm thinking Georgia probably heard that, and they're like, oh, really? Okay. And so um, it just all adds to the buildup. It all adds to the buildup, man. And so great, great game. Uh, very excited to look forward to a national championship in Indianapolis, January 10th or Monday night. Let's quickly uh, talk about Purdue. All right. I'm a, I'm a, this is the uh, Music City Bowl, and so – Actually, Jamar, I got a chance to drive up to the campus because I went to visit my goddaughter. I, 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 man, it's pretty up there. Like, wow. Like, to see, like, the student union building mm -hmm. and it's like, how they fixed that up. I'm like, wow, it looks a lot different than 2008. And so, like, um, very pretty, man. Um, definitely looks very different from the years when I was there, uh, the three years. And so, yeah, man, fantastic. Um, Music City Bowl. This kid, Aiden O'Connell, uh, is a starting quarterback for Purdue, bro. He was a D3 commit to Wheaton College. Um, when he first got on the roster as a walk-on at Purdue, he was the eighth quarterback out of the ninth on the roster. Cool. It was at moments where he was playing wide receiver on the practice squad. And so um, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a Kurt Warner story, but even, even I, 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 they both deep because Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. And this kid right here, literally, you know, eight quarterback on the roster walk on. Um, he lit Tennessee up. He did. On the other hand, Tennessee quarterback lit Purdue yeah, up. Yeah, he did. And so it was just a fantastic game, man. Did you get a chance to see it or anything? You know what? I uh, I was keeping tabs on it, and then I actually 
you know, actually had eyes on it uh, at the end of the fourth quarter heading into overtime. So I was I was looking at that, uh, you know, how, um, you know, dramatic that game was for sure. Aiden O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Um, football is a quarterback-driven sport, and if you got the right quarterback, you're likely going to win. It's just, you know, that's what it is. And so um, it'll be very exciting, I tell you what, Jamar, to see how Purdue responds next year. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, back to the task, everybody. So the NFC playoff race is uh, tight right now. Um, so we got a game that's separating the number five seed to the number one seed. Uh, right now, the number one seed in the NFC is Green Bay. Um, but what's separating Green Bay and the Arizona Cardinals is one game with two games left. And so I'm just curious, man, um, does Green Bay keep that coveted number one seed and get that number one seed again this year in the NFC? Um, or do is you know, is it possible that someone overcomes them because, as example, we got some big games coming up, Jamar, um, this week. And uh, we're not talking about the Giants and Bears. Um, we are talking about Raiders, Colts. We are talking about Dolphins, Titans. And we'll get to these analysis uh, soon. The Cardinals and Cowboys is the one I really wanted to hit on. And so um, is it possible, man, that Green Bay continues to hang on? I mean, they do got a banged up Minnesota this week with Kirk Cousins being out. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely the Packers seat to lose for sure based on the last two games. And like you mentioned, based on the unavailable uh, Kirk Cousins due to COVID, like starting a guy I've never even heard of. They have the Vikings left and pretty sure they got the Lions the last game of the year. So... I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so like you, you have, you're going against Minnesota with basically no, no quarterback. Unless the green Bay Packers fall on their faces, you know, that's, that's their seat. The road through the Super Bowl has to go through Lambeau field. Yay. But I mean, honestly, I, I mean, the Packers would have earned it. They, they, they've earned it. They, um, you know, they, they've been playing very consistent the whole year. Um, ever since they got, you know, punched in the mouth week one, they've been playing really well. Um, I mean, they've went through COVID issues. The most impressive win to me was when they went into uh, Arizona with no wide receivers and ended up winning the game. Right. And, and I thought they was – I thought for sure they were going to lose that game. But, no, that just tells you how great uh, Mr. Rogers is up there. So – Defense starting to get more healthy. They got Jaya Alexander back. Yay. Um, you know, wide receivers coming back. Randall Cobb activated. Um, MVS. Yeah. Yeah. Lazar's there. I mean, got both the running back tandem. I mean, they're a well-balanced team. And they're healthy. This, yeah, that's, that's the key. I mean, unless something crazy happens between now and uh, two weeks from now, that's that's their seat. I'm with you, man. Um, stairs to lose. I mean, it's like a gimme. Like, you you at home and Kirk Cousins is out. I mean, even with Kirk Cousins, I mean, me and you is both going to pick the Packers anyway. 
And so like, it wasn't gonna be like some foregone conclusion, um, you know, with Kirk Cousins, Mr. Empty Calories, according to Jamar Goodman. And so, yeah, he is empty calories in a lot of way, a whole lot of way. And so, um, you know, Green Bay definitely has this um, number one seed to lose. You got uh, Minnesota without Kirk Cousins at home, and then you got Detroit. And so um, it gets no better than that. Um, on the other hand, in uh, AFC, we got uh, Kansas City that's in the number one seed. And um, right now, Jamar, as we both know, they are the hottest team in football. Um, they are taking care of business all over the place. Um, and, you know, they're taking care of people uh, very, very uh, handily within the first quarter now. <laughs> and it kind of reminds you like the old Kansas City um, that we saw, let's say, last year, previous years. Um, we know that they got Cincinnati. And so I don't, you know, want to get too much into this pick, but is uh, Kansas City uh, looking to keep that driver's seat for that number one seed in the AFC? Probably. I, I would say probably so. And, you know, that's no disrespect to, you know, everybody else that's in the thick of things, but... I mean, you mentioned it. they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. What they haven't lost in what two months now? They 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 kind of shored up their defense. The offense is starting to click a little bit more, and they're not done yet. Like that team is not to their like they're not like playing at peak performance yet. It's close, but it's not. They can still do some things better. They can. Still find ways to get Tyreek killed and ball some more. Find ways to get Travis Kelsey to ball some more. Find ways to run the ball some more as well. I mean, defense is starting to show up. Offense, it's, it's just about there. It's just about there. Just a little minor tweak here and there. And then, voila, you you basically got your, your Kansas City Chiefs team reinvented. Um, just taking a quick look at the standings in the AFC here. We got – okay, so – KC's up by a game against Tennessee. Right. Then at then after that, Cincy, Buffalo, Indianapolis, New England, all nine and six. Yeah, this this is definitely Kansas City's uh, to lose for sure here. They for sure, they man. should. And, 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 and if they take care of business this week, Jamar, and Tennessee, who has a tough game this week, we we we're gonna talk about that shortly. But yep. Tennessee got a hot Miami team that's wants uh, seven straight coming in. Kansas City could very well lock up things this week, everybody. So just an FYI, I'm sure you're going to hear tomorrow Destination Fantasy as well, which airs uh, Sunday, 7 a.m. Uh, standard Time. But Kansas City takes care of business tomorrow, um, and Tennessee loses against a hot Miami team. Kansas City next week, Jamar could uh, – not only be resting next week, but then also be resting um, the following week. I don't know if that'd be dangerous for him, but it'd be very nice. I'll tell you that. That'd be pretty cool to have two weeks off. And so, right. um, yeah, um, right now the AFC definitely looks like it's uh, coming through uh, Kansas City and on the other hand, um, in Green Bay. And so um, right now uh, we have a battle going on in the NFC West. We got the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams uh, separated by a game. Um, the Rams took control of the uh, NFC West, and they've been uh, just as hot as any team in football, as we see, Jamar. 
whereas the Cardinals have been um, on a downtrend, three straight losses, um, including to the Detroit Lions, um, and this week getting smacked as well at home. Um, is there cause for concern in Arizona at this point, Jamar? Like, um, is Arizona the team we thought they were, or are they were they overrated, or what's the problem with Arizona right now? Man, we are honestly, I think we're trying to figure out what is the real Arizona Cardinals like. You know, like you know, uh, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but um, but yeah. Like we're trying to figure out who the Arizona Cardinals is at this exact moment, because you know, at the beginning of the year they was rolling all cylinders. You know, they even shut down Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins for a month, and they were still kind of clicking on all cylinders. And then all of a sudden, it just like they like did everybody else start to figure you out, or you know, did like all these uh, injuries and stuff starting to catch up with them, or are we out of rhythm here? I mean, not having D-Hop, I mean, that – I mean, that – not having an all-pro wide receiver, that hurts. It does, and I know they weathered the storm for a while, but, I mean, that hurts. Um, you know, I mean, just now. Jamar, like, even amongst having D-Hop in a few of those games, I didn't even know he was playing. That's how much he wasn't getting the ball. I'm sitting there like, he playing? Like, really? I've been watching this whole game, and he just caught a pass? Like – so you could tell something ain't right. I mean, the health of D Hop number one, but some but, something but, going on down there, man. But even still, like, on the, like as you know, like if, if his presence is on the field, you have a top notch presence on the field. It takes pressure off of everybody else, no matter how, you know, hundred percent, ninety, fifty percent. Like you have, you still have to plan for that guy. So without that guy, it's like okay. So we can maybe press the box more for James Conner. Maybe we can uh, – it's easier to take take A.J. Green out the game. Take old man A.J. Green out Green the game. Out the, that, that shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be, exactly. Christian Kirk, oh, okay, we just going to have a safety over the top. Cover him. Oh, you more. <laughs> yep. Run that more. Oh, you're a gadget guy. We're just going to have, you know, somebody spy down low. Exactly. And all, he wanna gonna... do is do a... <laughs> all he want to do is do an out for five yards – or outgoing in by yards. Exactly. And then, you know, Zach Ertz, okay, we we could, you know, we could one-on-one with him, but we'll have somebody, you know, you know, still shout. I mean, it, it just basically without DeAndre Hopkins, it, it you know, it, it makes it a little cramped. So, you know, James Conner not maybe not getting the running lane that he used to, Kyler Murray, maybe you know, extended plays and doing things maybe a little longer than he, you know, used to and hold on to ball, maybe at that point, causing potential turnovers for the other team. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of disruptive right now. I but think there's still – coming, Jamar, a few weeks ago. The hop out, they kind of knew what was coming. That's why they exactly. whipped the hell out of him. Yeah. And so, hopefully, you know, they, they're saying he's, you know, he's scheduled to come back during the playoffs. Maybe if they got enough time to get that – I hope out. he do, man. I hope he do, Jamar, because of, I want to see Arizona at full strength, man. You know, like, I want to see the most lit a- NFC playoff ever because it is some very good football teams in the NFC. And um, it'd only be just that much better, Jamar, if, you know, if 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 D-Hop is there to be on the field. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, man. But just to answer the question, Jamar, like, 
Um, is is this the Rams division at this point? Because Arizona got the Cowboys this week, and then the Rams they got the Ravens. Um, but Lamar Jackson's status is still in the air. Um, I mean, right now it looks like LA kind of sitting in a good position to wrap things up this week. Yeah, uh, I think it is the Rams division to lose. I mean, just look at the last month, for instance. Rams won four straight. Cardinals lost three straight. Rams is, you know, they they finally, you know, starting to click. They got they they got the uh, ish together, and they they're looking, you know, basically about to be at their peak value here pretty soon. And you know, I I don't know about you, but that's probably a team I wouldn't want to play based on how they're playing right now. And you know. They they have a lot of uh, talent at each level on uh, both sides of the ball. So I mean, we'll see. When they right, man, would want to play the Rams. Who like I would want to. Hell no. Like there's there's not a team in that NFC that wants to see the Rams right now. No way, man. Um, and it's literally to the point to where um. The first five teams in the NFC, I mean, especially if you get D-Hop for the playoffs, this is going to be a – this is it, man, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Jamar cannot wait. And so um, I'm with you, man. The Rams are looking like they are in a very good position uh, to wrap up the NFC West. And um, the Cardinals this week got the Cowboys. They dropped three straight there with, without D-Hop. Um, we could very well end up uh, seeing uh, L.A. wrap up the division tomorrow. Um, Deshaun said, nailed it, no rhythm, lack of D-hop. D-hop was playing injured for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Happy New Year, Anthony. And, yes, you are totally right, Deshaun. Um, man, it's just crazy to see Arizona get scold right at the most important time. Um, and the Rams go <laughs> right at the most important time. And so um, we can very well see L.A. wrap up things tomorrow um, for the NFC West, the oh-so-competitive NFC West. Um, all right, Jamar, we got NFL power rankings, and we got our top five that we usually speak on. And so this tends to change from week to week. Um just curious, man. Uh, who do you got for your top five? All right. Number five, uh, I guess almost by default, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. They're, I guess, you know, they're they're winning. They're winning games that they're supposed to win. And I know Dak's not playing the best, but once again, they're winning games. And that boy Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons still doing their things on defense. Why do you say he's not playing the best? He lit up Washington last week, bro. I mean. Lit him up. I mean, he scored 42 points in the first half. How's that not playing the best? I mean, it's, 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 it's I mean, the that fact was a, that he's playing against a disgruntled team I, that's angry, that's fighting on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, look, the first time they played each other, uh, Cowboys punched the football team in the mouth. They had them playing scared. And then, that was a really good game, that first game in Washington, man. It was lit. That, that was a fun game to watch. It was because Dallas came out, punched them in the mouth, then Washington started to come back, and it was just a little bit too late. But, yeah. And then, yeah, that was just a perfect storm, you know, waiting to happen with that last game. But, 
Nevertheless, they're at five. Number four, I have, uh, I think like yours, I have Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm not going to sleep on them. I know they, they, you know, had the injury bug recently, which, which, you know, really sucks for them. But nevertheless, as long as you got number 10, you know, number 12, I mean, you, you going to be in the thick of things regardless. He, he took and pennies to a Super back Bowl. Too, and uh, he looks pretty explosive again. Perfect timing for when number 14 left, number 81 steps in. So uh, three got the LA Rams. We just talked about how, you know, Dominant they've been playing lately in the last month. They they starting to click on all cylinders here. Had a little, you know, trouble in the midst of it, but they, they starting to clean themselves off and get back to where they was. Number two, I have uh, the hottest team in the league, Kansas City Chiefs at number two. Um, wow, so we got a number two and one is different. Yep. Number two and one is different. And, yeah, number one, I mean, they, they've been the most consistent, right? I'll leave it at that. Number one is that team in Wisconsin. So that's my top five. Gotcha. Um, yeah, mine is pretty much identical to Jamar's, everybody. Uh, five, the Cowboys. Four, the Bucks. Three, the Rams. Two, I got Green Bay um, as the second best team because I feel like Kansas City is just super scorching hot right now. And I just look at how they're beating teams, Jamar. They are beating the brakes off teams. These games are over in the first quarter, bro. Like, they are putting up buckets, like big buckets. And I'm like, oh, snaps. You don't want uh, Patrick Mahomes to start putting up buckets around December and just putting up a whole bunch of buckets. That's a dangerous formula. And so uh, to see what these guys are doing, man, to see Travis Kelsey balling the way he's balling. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, what's his status for this week? Is he playing Questionable. Questionable, Okay. This guy looks like a little mini mouse out there. I mean, scoring touchdowns all over the place. It goes to show you that I think a lot of people, Jamar, they sleep on the run game of Kansas City. Yeah, they they really do. And that they can is run the football. That is dangerous. You get so used to Travis Kelsey. You get so used to Tyreek Hill and worried about him running an 80-yard touchdown on you. You get so worried about uh, Pringle and all these guys coming across the middle and doing that slot work. But <laughs> Clyde, that was hilarious, guys. Um, this guy's a baller. Um, and Kansas City can run the football. And it complements uh, Patrick Mahomes so great because he don't have to run around in circles all day. And so <laughs> he don't have go. to make plays on his feet all the time. And so um, Kansas City right now for me is the best team in football because, Jamar, of how they are beating teams. That's why I have them as number one. Um, oh, but we got, some, we got some big games this week, man. And so Kansas City, um, they, got the, they got the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. They number one for me automatically next week. They lose. They drop. The Packers would then likely take that place because they got the Vikings. So without uh, empty calorie coke presence. So, um, yes. You know what? Next week we're going to do who you got for the national championship next week. Because it's next Monday. Makes sense, right? Yep. So let's get into our NFL picks. Um, if you got any fantasy perspectives, that is totally fine, gentlemen. Um, because we got NFL week 17. We got a lot going on. We got the playoffs for fantasy football, and we got the playoffs approaching in the NFL. So it's a lot going on with a lot on the line. And um, you got guys putting in overtime right now. 
So, all right. We got some big ones tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, we begin with Kansas City at Cincinnati. So Cincinnati, as we know, Jamar has been hot. They um, dropped a few, but they've won a few. And the games that they've won have been impressive. Um, I put up a question this week, Jamar, right? And I said, which team would you not want to play? I missed out on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but the team that seemed to get the most love was the Cincinnati Bengals. Anthony put the Bengals. A couple guys put the Bengals. I was surprised. But obviously, football junkies see some in this team. And so they are going up against Kansas City tomorrow, though. And so who takes care of business tomorrow in Cincinnati? A lot on the line here in this game. Kansas City, you know, first round by home field advantage on the line. Cincinnati to wrap up the division tomorrow. They win. And so who, who wins this game, man? Because it's a big game right here. Man. And just really quick shout, shout out to Cincinnati last week, putting up Joe Burrow, putting up with 525 passing yards. Joe, Joe T. Higgins had himself a game. Jamar Chase, wonderful name, by the way, had himself a game. <laughs> like the whole team, Tyler Boyd, all of them. They, they, they basically was Oprah out there. Like, you have a touchdown. You have a t- Man, it was, it was fascinating to see. It, uh, it, it, blame the uh, defensive coordinator for uh, Baltimore. He motivated Joe Burrow. Oh, dude, he was so disrespectful. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And. And just like, uh, you know, Jordan, the last dance, Joe Burrow's like, and I took that personally. And he came out yeah. there and <laughs> lit them up. And, and, and shoot, that, that's the baller mentality. That's right there. All right. So with all that being said, with all that being said, um, I'm going to take Kansas City. But like uh, Deshaun said in the comments, Bengals are loaded. They will make this a hell of a game. They, they will. But. I'm going to take the team that I know has won in high leverage moments and the team that I'm still trying to figure out in those moments. That's that's the thing with me. This is the actual, like, pressure game here. This one, you know, holds a lot of weight. I'm pretty sure Bengals win this game that they pretty much, you know, probably going to, you know, book their ticket in type deal. Um, Kansas City, I mean, they got something to play for, and I've seen them plenty of times, you know, you know, get things done. So I'm taking a Chiefs in a tight one, just like Deshaun just said. Yeah, um, I'm a roll with Kansas City. Um, I'm not there, Jamal, yet. But if you guys remember Deshaun, Anthony, everybody, last year we had a no pick against Patrick Mahomes clause on the early morning sports talk podcast last year. Um, I'm almost back there. Almost. By the way, um, Shout out to the records, Jamar, man. Um, got some pretty good records, man. We got to tally up our records, but we got some pretty good records. Um, and we'll add them all up at the end of the year. Um, yeah, man, some pretty good weeks. Uh, but I got to go with Kansas City. I have to. And the reason being is because Kansas City is healthy. They are not volatile. Their stock is just trending upward, and it has not wavered. Whereas the Bengals has been volatile. I don't know what to expect, but um, that's the whole beauty of a Cincinnati Bengal team. They're young, Jamar. Um, and so if they get their momentum going, they can, they can, they can bust your ass. On the other hand, um, if, if you 
get them down. And if you sack them a few times and you give Joe Burrow some fun, he can throw you the ball too. And so um, I think Kansas City defense is important here tomorrow, bro, because they plan up against a real explosive offense. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the vets of Kansas City. I think they've been in these moments a lot. And uh, like you guys state, um, it'll be a very tight game because these are two very good football teams. But I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. I can't, I can't pick it. I can't pick it. I can't pick Cincinnati. I can't. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Um, the Giants at the Bears. Jamar, check this out, man. We can finish the season or at least with six wins. We got a golden opportunity tomorrow, man. We got the Giants coming in. I don't know what the status is for Daniel Jones, but if I'm assuming Mike Glennon, the former Bears quarterback, will be making his start tomorrow, where it has been noted that Andy Dalton uh, will be starting tomorrow for the Bears. And so um, this this is great, man. Like uh, my friend Anthony, uh, we kind of worked out some tickets. Um, and so I'll be at this game tomorrow, Jamar. This nice. Great. Yeah, this will be great to see the final home game of Matt Nagy, right? This, this yeah. would be bittersweet. And so what better way than to go out on top? Um, who you got for this game, Jamar? I mean, do you got the Bears? Do you got the Giants in an upset? What? What is, is, is it even an upset? I don't know. <laughs> no, I got to – I definitely have Chicago here. Just, just to point out, and this is more so by default, so the only healthy wide receiver that the that the Giants is going to have tomorrow is Kenny Galladay. Everybody else is out. Everybody else is is done as far as the wide receivers. There's no there's no Sterling Shepard, no Darius Slayton, no Kadarius Tony. So so basically got Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram at tight end, maybe Cal Rudolph at tight end, and, and Saquon Barkley with a banged up offensive line, and Mike Glennon at quarterback. Why every time when I hear Kyle Rudolph's name, I always think of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer song. There you go. He, he, he just got that appeal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking our team by default. And also, I think the weather is going to be, uh, you know, the element of the snow is going to be out there, too. It's, it's going to be an ugly game to watch. But I'm taking our Bears because I think our Bears can actually move the ball against them and have a better chance to score more points than a Mike Glennon-led offense with no wide receivers, so I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, man, um, I am with you. I'm going to take the Bears um, because right now with the Giants, all I see is banged up, banged up, banged up. Um, Mike Glennon, um, I just remember him from being with the Bears, and uh, I remember me and you, Jamar, talking about Mike Glennon and saying, what the hell is he doing on this team? I still question what is he still doing in the NFL as a backup. Facts. So, um, I don't know. but And, and really quick, uh, from a fantasy perspective, uh, if you're looking for a defense to stream tomorrow, Chicago is a, is a good option because I feel like there'll be some sacks and turnovers <laughs> in that one. So Yeah, especially with this weather, right? Yep. This is totally Chicago Bear weather. Get in the snow. You get on Lake Michigan. It's freezing. It's snowing. We got a great tradition of linebackers that are hunters. And now we got a Rokon Smith who got snubbed, by the way, for the Pro Bowl. Um, that is right there in the middle that will be waiting on Mike Lennon. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bears tomorrow. Um, the Eagles at the football team. Bro, Jamar, the Eagles have been hot lately, man. 
A lot of people have slept and disrespected Jalen Hurts. A lot of people have been questioning if he should be the quarterback for this team. I think he's answered the question. That's just me. I think uh, he's answered the question for the future. Um, Shout out to this man. I I know me and you remember when he was benched at Alabama, and we said, like, man, could this be it for this kid? He was so talented, and now he benched. Look at him now, Jamar. Started for the Philadelphia Eagles. It could have his team on the verge of clinching a playoff berth tomorrow. So, uh, do the Philadelphia Eagles take care of the football team tomorrow? They they do. Um, the what you mentioned about Jalen Hurts, uh, his perseverance that's that's why he's one of my personal favorites that I like to root for. Because where he started from and how he got to this point is it's remarkable. A lot of people would have folded. He kept pushing. Um, that being said, no, the, the Eagles are going to uh, trounce uh, the football team here. There's no Antonio Gibson. He's out with COVID. Uh, this is just a bad matchup all the way around. If I if I had a hate list for, for players to, to not start for fantasy, it would be Taylor uh, Heineke here. I'm there's there's no way on the flip side. I, I love Jalen Hurts. I love Dallas Goddard. I, this this Eagles offense, and I love the running games. I know there's no Miles Sanders, but you know Boston Scott, he's gonna do his thing. Jordan Howard, if he plays, will do his thing. If not, it's gonna be the Boston Scott show, and the Eagles is just gonna gonna whoop them. Uh, Eagles all day. Hashtag fly Eagles fly on this one. Yeah, um, Washington, according to Deshaun. Um, Washington missing key components, taking bird game. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds like you're going with the Eagles. Deshaun also stated smart that no pick against KC was legit. Um, both teams are depleted, taking the Bears. And Anthony Walsh is continuing the hashtag fire Nagy um, thing. And so he's keeping that going. And so, um, yeah, man, uh, the Eagles, haven't they looked fantastic lately, Jamar, like, Man, they putting up buckets, too. <laughs> they put up a lot of points. Um, and so they got the football team. Um, it could be a fun game to watch, but yeah, I think it'll be fun on the Eagles side. I'm going to go with the Eagles because I'm with you, Jamal. I think they beat the breaks off Washington because Washington, man, they look decent, but now their stock is just, oh, man, they've been terrible lately whereas the Eagles have been fantastic. So I have no choice but to go with the Eagles tomorrow, even though they're up in Washington. I don't think it makes a difference, though. Um, the Rams at the Ravens. So right now, the status of um, Lamar Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, Jamar, is questionable. Um, but I don't even know if it matters. I mean, if he plays, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game if he plays. Um but the Rams, if I had to pick with Lamar Jackson or Huntley, I'm still going with the Rams. Yeah, I, I, I will second that. So Lamar Jackson, you know, didn't practice the last uh, two days. I, I, I think it might be, uh, you know, Huntley here. But like, like you said, I don't think it matters. Um, that Ravens secondary is so banged up. I mean, Joe Burrow had a career game against them last week. so. I mean, the Rams are more than capable of doing the same thing. So, yeah, it, it's it's the Rams season. And then really quick, you know, the Ravens, you know, could could be sitting here 10 and 5, but, you know, they go for two-point conversions. Thank you for going there because I was about to go there. Like, 
And now they might mess around, miss the playoffs because of, you know, just unexecuted slash, you know, bad play calling or coaching. So whatever we want to call it. So that's that. I think also, um, you know, the uh, absence of Lamar Jackson, um, you're right. They could have won games with Huntley. Um, but, you know, the injuries, this is uh, a depleted team, the Ravens. And it's sad to see, man, that, you know, you look forward to having Baltimore in the playoffs, Shamar, at this point with Lamar Jackson in, you know? And so, um, yeah, if the Ravens pull this off tomorrow, it'd be great, man. It'd be great to see because then they could possibly get in, Jamar. You know, they could possibly get in Baltimore. This would be great to see. Um, that's if they take care of the Rams tomorrow, everybody. But um, we have no reason to pick the Ravens. If they win, it'd be great. It'd be great to see them back in the dance. But, you know, on the other hand, the Rams are looking like the exponentially better team. And, um, yeah, so i got to go with the Rams. Can't pick the Rams. Absolutely. And Deshaun said Matthew Stafford will lead this week in passing yards. Baltimore is rolling out replacements in the secondary. Yep. <laughs> replacements, yeah. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, man, the Bucks at the Jets. Uh, Jamar, do the Jets pull off an upset tomorrow? L O S E, lose, lose, lose. Bucks win. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, I have no reason to go with the J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I think they were L O S E, lose, lose, lose to the Bucks, Bucks, B U C S S S S. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers as well, man. Um, Zach Wilson uh, and the whole situation between him and Mike White. Um, Robert Sill in his rookie season. He's tried his best with this team. Uh, but the Jets are the Jets. They're a mess. Um, whereas Tampa, um, you know, they tend to take care of business. And so Tampa, if you want to stay in the hunt for the number one seed, you got to take care of the Jets tomorrow. So I'll go with the Bucks and Tom Brady. Um, a big one tomorrow, Jamar, the Raiders at the Colts. And so we know about this five-day protocol process for, uh, you know, guys that are listed on COVID, uh, the COVID-19 list. They have to show, uh, you know, certain symptoms of health and things like that. What is the status? What do you know about the status of Carson Wentz right now? Because um, – well. We, we won't find out until tomorrow because, you know, shortly after he tested positive, he was ruled out. You know, the NFL and the NFLPA came to, you know, agreement that the reduction of the quarantine period went from 10 to 5, and I guess that matches with the CDC here. So the fifth day would be tomorrow. So we, we will find out then. Um, right. And so – Go ahead. No, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll make my pick real quick. And so with that, I mean, I think with or without Wentz, um, I, I think we're going to see a, a infamous Lion King scene, scene here to where um, the Indianapolis Colts are Scar and Mufasa is the Raiders, and we're going to see Long Live the King, and uh, the Raiders are going to drop out the playoffs with this loss here. So that, so the Colts, I feel like, going to win regardless because they have an MVP candidate in number 28, and he's going to do his thing. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor um, is definitely looking like uh, 
not only the offensive player of the year, um, because he's carried this coast team literally, um, but you know, as well, the coast are looking like um, just this dangerous team. And um, it's sad to see the story with Carson Wentz. Um, I hope he plays Jamar for competitive purposes. Um, as a football fan, I wouldn't want to see Las Vegas in the playoffs. I just wouldn't. Ugh. Like, yeah, you know, like, I don't really know what their identity is. Um, do they have an identity? Um, this team has been very volatile. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts, too. <laughs> Part of me want to pick Las Vegas um, if, you know, Carson Wentz is not playing. But even if he's not playing, I feel like if the Colts stick to their formula and they don't turn over the ball, Jamar, I think they could go ahead and take care of the Colts. But I put this out here, man. Um, if the Raiders win this game tomorrow, I'm going to keep an eye on Las Vegas because maybe they're one of those teams, Jamar, that when you count them out, they somehow get a memo and, you know, they can come out and surprise you. So um, it'd be interesting to see if they take care of business tomorrow. The opportunity that I'll have next week to possibly get in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see, though. They got to take yeah. care of Indianapolis tomorrow, though. Good luck with that. Right. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, I, I have really no real reason to pick the Raiders because I, I don't know what I'll get from them. Um, the Jaguars at the Patriots. So the Jaguars right now, Jamar, um, they're in serious standings for the first-round pick, and they are trying to submit their bid right now. Um Patriots, on the other hand, they are in the battle um, for the AFC East. And they're technically gotten ruled out of the number one seed, but I think their biggest focus right now is uh, the Buffalo Bills and getting that AFC East. Um, do they take care of the Jaguars tomorrow? Absolutely. Patriots, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots as well. I have no reason to pick the Jaguars, but if the Patriots lose um, – They'll be concerned going into the playoffs for New England. Um, will they make the playoffs if they lose tomorrow? Um, but they got a prime opportunity to uh, get in a very good uh, place against the Jaguars at home. Um, the Falcons at the Bills. Uh, do Cordero, Patterson, Jamar, and Matt Ryan upset the Bills Mafia? I do not see a path of victory. For the Atlanta Falcons, I, I don't see it. I, I I cannot think of a scenario to where how the Atlanta Falcons upset the Buffalo Bills at this point. I, I don't. So I'm picking the Bills by default. I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Um, the weather's a big concern for me going from Atlanta to Buffalo. Um, Falcons, too inconsistent. Buffalo can get really explosive. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo at home. A big one. A big one, Jamar. The Miami Dolphins, seven straight. Um, uh, Brian Flores. Um, of course, he's an African-American coach, so there's always going to be rumors. Um, but he's won seven straight, bro. And he has the Dolphins looking like a legit threat now. Um, but they up against Tennessee tomorrow up in Nashville. Um, 
Do the Miami Dolphins playoff hopes end tomorrow? I don't. I don't want to say that they're currently in right now. This this is probably might be the toughest game to pick this week. Like that, Dolphins second hottest team in the league. I mean, who would imagine two months ago that the Dolphins would even be in this position? We'd be talking about Dolphins and playoffs, and yet here we are, a two led team with that defense. I'm. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Dolphins, and more so because I feel like that defense is probably going to force some turnovers against Ryan Tannehill, and I think that's going to be enough for the Dolphins to win this game. It's going to be an ugly game, but I, I got – I think the Dolphins are going to be – I don't want to say that, but I, I feel like the way they're playing – I think they're going to be more well-coached than, than, the, than the Titans right now, so I, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, man, these are uh, two great football coaches, um, two great football teams, two teams with identities. Um, man, but shout out to the Miami Dolphins defense, Jamar. This defense is fantastic, man. They've been playing lights out. They have uh, been the real story for the Tennessee Titans. Um, home teams to seven-point shutouts. I mean, this defense has been all world, everybody, and they got some ballers on uh, their side of the ball. Um, let's not forget, man, that uh, Xavier Howard was uh, – <laughs> he was a very serious candidate for um, defensive player of the year last year. I mean, this guy was a baller. I mean, you, you got some guys on this Dolphins defense. Their defensive line, Jamar, they are dogs. I think a lot of people sleeping on D, sleep on the D-line for the Dolphins. Um, this is a football game, and if you're a football fan, you want to see this game. Um, but if I had to pick, Jamar, I'm going to have to pick the Dolphins as well. And the reason why is I got to be consistent with my teams, right? As you know, I've been saying to Jamar since the beginning of the season that I felt that the Miami Dolphins were a good football team. They just were dealt injuries. They were dealt an injury to their quarterback. But now Tua Tamagaloa is playing great football. He is not turning the ball over, um, which he did a few games after he came back from a long layoff from injury. Um, but the Miami Dolphins, if they were healthy, y'all, this would be an 11 win team right now. They would, if they, if they had two or time below the whole season, they wouldn't, they'd be 11 wins right now. This is a very good football team. And I think they go out and they prove a big statement to everybody that they are indeed a very good football team. Um, I think they take care of the Titans, bro. I really do. I got the Dolphins. I don't know if that's an upset pick or what, but I got the Dolphins. Um, the Texans at the Niners. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo's status is up in the air, but it's looking like he will play Jamar. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not playing. He, he's doubtful. He's doubtful. Okay. And so um, they got the Texans tomorrow. Hmm. So if Jimmy G does not play, um, that changes things. For me, it does. And the reason being is because the Texans, I like how they played last week. <laughs> Did you see Simone Bowles in the crowd, man? Did you see her, uh, her, her guy get a pick and get a get a fumble recovery? Um, Houston was turned up last week, man. Um, but if I had to pick, I, I, I got to go with the Niners because I like the Niners' identity. 
I think they out physical or they 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 are too physical for the Texans. So I'll go with the Niners with or without Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um uh no Jimmy G. We're gonna insert uh first round draft pick, Trey Lance. And right. this this is he he's about to ball out here. Um fantasy relevancy. Uh Trey Lance is a good streaming option for tomorrow. Now I don't know how that will affect Kittle and Debo and the rest of them points wise, but regardless, Niners should win this game. Uh and then uh, you, you should go ahead and take a, uh, take a look at Deshaun's comment right now. Right. So, he uh, stated what about Jalen Waddle or? No, 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 the new one. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G is trash. Throwing that out there. Texas have been feisty, but I'm rolling with Debo. Tuck the chain, Samuel. Tuck that chain, Samuel. Yeah, man, I'm going to roll with the Niners as well. Um, Jimmy G, I don't get why y'all. I don't get why people just want to continue to bash this man. Jimmy G is very efficient, y'all. Like, I don't see how y'all don't see this. Like, the last game they lost, he drove them down to a game-winning touchdown. Previously, earlier in the year, the same thing happened. The Niners could easily be 10-5. and Like, I'm not going to I think Jimmy G is a very efficient quarterback. I think he produces W's. He's a great quarterback to have if you want to have a nice season, get in the playoffs, things of that nature. And, I mean, that's good in the NFL. It, it ain't great, but it's, it's, it's very good. It's very efficient. You get W's. With, with Jimmy G, you can have an identity. You know, you can have an identity. <laughs> So like <laughs> me, man, I, I I think Jimmy G is a very efficient he, quarterback. He, he said Jimmy G Baker Mayfield is like a mirror match on Mortal Kombat trilogy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we agree to disagree, Deshaun. Um, uh, Jamar stated the same thing earlier this year. In a way, um, the Jimmy G Trey Lance situation kind of reminds you, if you remember Jamar B. Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes scenario. And so, like, um, you know, although the Niners have a bright future when Trey Lance gets that full nod, um, you still, in my opinion, got to give Jimmy G some credit, man. Um, I think the guy's a very efficient quarterback. And um, wherever he goes, I think he'll end up in a similar position because of how he plays the game. And so, um, but as far as making a pick – I'm going to go with the Niners um, because, hey, you know, Trey Lance is starting. That's a great backup quarterback to have. Um, and then I like the Niners' identity. I think they're very they're, – they're a pretty good balanced football team. They're a good team that can, you know, get into the playoffs and, you know, that would be that. Um, the Broncos at the Chargers. And so, man, uh, what's the status with Teddy? Is, is he out. out again? He's yeah. out. Bronco season just went phew, since he's been out. Um, this team could have been a wild card or something. Um, but they are at the Chargers. Um, and right now, things in Denver is very, very bad. I'm um, even hearing unfortunate rumors of Vic Vangio being fired, which I think is it's, it's a tough – I think that's unfair to him. But you're hearing the rumors. 
Um, but they had the Chargers tomorrow. Um, do the Broncos pull off an upset? No. No. Not 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 even close. Uh, the Chargers, like technically both are still alive. The Broncos are hanging on by the the slimmest, I mean the slimmest of margins here. Um no, no, there's no way. I I I I know I said I don't see a path of victory for Atlanta Falcons earlier. I there none doesn't exist. Like if you look at the times of the stone from, from Marvel, like there's there's no possible outcome for the Broncos to win this game. I got the Chargers. Yeah, this this would be a miracle. Um we'll see what Drew Locke does tomorrow, Jamar. Um, but with Justin Herbert starting at the quarterback position for the Chargers, um, we know what this kid can do. We saw what he could do last year, Jamar. We stated that the future was bright for this kid. And so um, I think, you know, in these moments, he sees an opportunity. And so I'm going to go with the Chargers uh, tomorrow. And, and really quick, fantasy perspective, uh, this is going to be uh, Austin, the heckler, heckler game. Another snub for the Pro Bowl. They got it wrong. This guy should have made it. Well deserved. Yeah, man. All he, all he did was find the end zone. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, we got um, the Panthers. Tomorrow, they will be starting um, Sam Donner, right? And uh, he'll be going up against. Uh, so, Taysom Hill is out. Uh, is it Trevor Simeon now? Uh, is he still – what's his status? Because last week, who the hell did the Saints have at quarterback again? Ian Book from Notre Dame? Yep. Um, so is Ian Book starting again this week? I don't know. I think I think it might be Simeon. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't think it matters, but I think the Saints going to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think the Saints – Overall, is a better team. I like the defense. I like their identity. Um, they've just been dealt injuries too, unfortunately, this season. This this was a playoff team, Jamar. If they, you know, had just a quarterback, this was a playoff team. Um, but you know, they were dealt some injuries, and so maybe they get a break tomorrow. Though. So I'm gonna go with the Saints. Um, the Detroit Lions at the Seahawks. The Detroit man, who this kind of tricky. Do Detroit sneak off a third uh, win tomorrow um, at Seattle? This is this is interesting. This is interesting. It's very interesting. It is I, seriously interesting. A, a part of me wants to pick the Lions here. I, I, I really do. I really, really want to pick the Lions <laughs> to beat Seattle. I mean, the Bears went in there and beat them. Yeah, that was a miracle within itself. Uh, you know what? Forget it. I'm taking the Lions. DeAndre Swift is back, and that's all I need to know. <laughs> I'm taking the Lions. Wow. I'm going to go to Seattle. Um, I think Seattle pissed off that they dropped the game to the Bears last week. They held the lead the whole game, dominated the Bears pretty much. But a magical fourth quarter, Mr. Magic Foles, y'all, came back. And showed us why he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And he led the Bears to a victory in Seattle last week that nobody saw coming. Um, and Seattle was just shocked, as a lot of people were. Um, and Nick Foles maybe reminded us, Jamar, that I am good when I come off the bench. You got to let me come off the bench. I'm fresh. <laughs> and so he, he proved it last week again, his ability. And so um, 
But I think Russell Wilson is pissed off tomorrow. Um, I do see the Lions putting up a fight as they always do. I think this is one of the best games of the weekend um, because neither one of these teams got nothing to lose. Um, but I see Seattle pulling it off because they are at home. They have that magical crowd. They have the 12th man. Um, it's just be a fun game to watch with nothing to lose. I got Seattle. And, and get a good look at Russell Wilson here because this is his last season with the Seahawks. I'm saying it now. He mentioned that interested teams might be the Saints, the Bears. So, could we see Russ and could we see Russ next year in New Orleans? It'd be interesting to see. Um, the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Big playoff implications here. The Cardinals, as we know, man, they've been dropping a lot of games lately, three straight. Whereas the Cowboys, um, they look as every bit of dangerous as dangerous can be. Um, put the rumps on uh, Washington last week. They're at home again. And Jamar, got a stat, bro. At home. This is the reason why I asked the question this week, Deshaun, Anthony, Victor. Dallas at home, y'all, is putting up 38.4 points per game. And so when I asked the question in regards to which team is it most important to have home field in order to advance to the Super Bowl, I believe uh, it was an overwhelming amount that stated that the Cowboys needed that home field. And so they are at home this week against the Cardinals. This is a good football game, Jamar, still, even amongst Arizona dropping, you know, the games they've dropped. Kyler Murray's still on that other side, bro. And so um, how does this game turn out? Who you got? Uh, I guess I'm going to take them boys, but in a very, very close game. I, I, I think this is going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be very close come down to the last drive. So I, I got I got the Cowboys. Yeah, um, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys as well because I like the weapons for Dallas. They play fantastic at home. Um, I see Kyler Murray making a mistake, Trayvon Diggs being right there waiting, um, and solidifying his position, Jamar, as a top candidate for defensive player of the year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys at home, although I cannot wait to watch this game. I can't wait. This will be a great football game to come home to. Um, the Vikings at the Packers. So we got uh, Kirk Cousins out due to COVID. Um, I don't know who's starting for the Vikings tomorrow. I don't really know if it matters um, because they're up in Green Bay against that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do the Vikings pull off a monumental um, upset that is one for the ages? No. No. I don't, I don't see it. Unless, you know, Justin Jefferson just has a 300-yard game or Dalvin Cook rushes the 300 yards, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see any of those happening either. Um, honestly, I don't even know what to expect from the Vikings offense tomorrow. I, I don't. And, you know, fantasy-wise, I, I don't know what to expect either. I, I don't expect, but I do want to know one thing. I do know that the Packers should win this game easily. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Why would I pick the Vikings? Um, Got to go with the Packers, especially being at home. Um, Vikings play hard, though. They play hard against the Packers, as we know, Jamar. But I don't think they win the game. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Pack. Um, The Browns at the Steelers. So, it is um, a lot going on here, man. 
Baker Mayfield has disappointed. Earlier this week, I asked what was the biggest problem with the Browns. Some people said inefficient defense, but the biggest and most overwhelming um, choice was Baker Mayfield. Jamar, did you see how he looked last week? So many turnovers on Christmas. Maybe it's just a great Green Bay defense that allowed that, but um, the Browns looked terrible last week up in Green Bay. Um, Still had an opportunity almost to win, but, you know, right now their playoff hopes are dim. I don't think they're getting in. Um, There might be some changes around Cleveland, man. Um, But on the other hand, um, it looks like there will definitely be a change in Pittsburgh going forward. As you know, Deshaun, um, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger throughout the media, he stated that this is likely his last home game in Pittsburgh. And so it'll be a lot of eyes on this game just because of the legend Big Ben. And so Jamar, the Big Ben go out in fashion as he has his final game at Heinz Field or do Baker Mayfield and uh, the Browns spoiling and kind of keep themselves in a miracle, miraculous contention for that seventh seed. Uh, the the Steelers are winning this game. I, I cannot imagine Big Ben in his final home game against the Cleveland Browns to go out there and lose to the Cleveland Browns for a team that he's dominated over the course of his career. I don't see it. I think he might already get one of the best games or the best game of the season from him in this matchup. Um, I I got the I got the Steelers and they're gonna uh, eliminate the Browns in the playoffs. Yeah, um, this is my upset pick, y'all. Um, I got the Browns in an upset here. Um, and the reason why I got the Browns is because I like the Browns' identity. Um, I like Nick Chubb playing. I like uh just the identity for the Browns. Um, Pittsburgh, my biggest issue with them is just inconsistency. I don't know what to really expect from these guys. Um, Big Ben, he will have a fantastic game, but it's just not enough for me to pick them. And so I'm going to go with the Browns in an upset tomorrow. I got Cleveland. So um, Jamar had to step away for a second. Oh, I'm here. Um, You here? And so let's take a look at the comments. Uh, Stillers are trash, but I'm still taking us. Yep, so Deshaun definitely rolled with his squad. I'm going to go with Cleveland, though. I got Cleveland, man. I think Cleveland is the better football team. I don't really get necessarily tied up in that record, but um, I like how they played against Green Bay last week, so I'm going to go with the Browns. All right, so everyone, that concludes our NFL Week 17 picks. Um, Keep in tune. There are a lot of big games going on, and um, we'll see how things unfold tomorrow in the NFL. Um, Let's talk a little bit of NBA, Jamar, before we head out for this morning. Um, Kyrie Irving, he is, um, you know, respectfully going through his vaccine opinion and um he's not for it um so as a result um the state of new york has allowed for him to play on road games only and so check this out jamar on january 7th in indianapolis indianapolis been talking about indianapolis so much because it's a wonderful place for events right 
magical sports events. And so January 7th, um, Kyrie Irving will be making his debut this season with the Brooklyn Nets against Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacers. Um, in which after yesterday, Jamar, speaking of Indianapolis, DeMar DeRozan, shout out to DeMar DeRozan in Indianapolis, hitting the one off the leg, one foot, okay? Kicking the air like Bruce Lee, okay? Three-pointer to win the game. And which in Indianapolis, so against those Indiana Pacers, we've had quite a time with this team this year. Um, but the Bulls squeaked it out. Um, and on the other hand, Kyrie Irving is making his debut on January 7th in Indianapolis. And so how do you feel about this? Will this help the Nets still secure that number one seed? Because as a Bulls fan, I'll honestly be embarrassed, man, if we don't get this number one seed and we lose it to the Nets who playing with Kyrie Irving on the road only. That's just how. <laughs> um, and that's crazy to believe, y'all, but we got a real good chance for the number one seed. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we right now are number one in the East. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say this real quick. Hey, man, put, put the word out that the Bulls are back. I know I said that a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to keep saying it because, you know, I don't think we have – all the believers just yet, maybe, maybe a few, but not quite. Um, so as far as Brooklyn and Kyrie, like, I, I, I don't. I mean, I get it. I mean, you're paying the guy money, so I mean, at this point, I, I see why you know they're playing them that, and plus probably a lot of a lot of people in protocol and stuff. But. Like I feel like this is this can do more harm than good, just because like for one, I mean he he can't play, you know, he can't play any home games at all whatsoever. So you only get him half the time. Second, like how does that just you know disrupt the the chemistry on the court because they these guys are so used to playing without him at this point. So it's like when you insert them in, it's like like does that? I'm pretty sure that will change the dynamic at some point. Um, maybe you know James Harden and Durant's fine with it, but what about everybody else on the team? Like that's that's a whole other thing. When it comes to playoffs, like like you only available for games what three, four, and six? If you if you know if uh you know seven game series with with home court advantage, like when it was the NBA Finals, same boat. Like like I it, it it's crazy. I. I I just think it's more harm than good. I mean, and what if he comes in and they start losing games more and more? They start sloping down in the standings than where they are right now. They they gonna point directly to this. So I mean, I get it, but I don't. But that's their prerogative. They they you know they change their stance. It's it's, it's whatever at this point. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. Man, I'm excited to see them play because they are, you know, as we know, Jamar, Harry uh, Irving, man, is box office, fantastic ball player, so skilled, such a baller, you know, buckets all day. Um, it absolutely helps the Nets, but just, it's like, how does it look? It just looks weird. It looks bogus. Like, the chemistry, you know, like, so what do you do, Jamar? Do you 
put Kyrie coming off the bench now and he comes behind, you know, the starting point guard, like all these different questions will have to be raised. Um, you know, do you as the Nets tank and go to the third seat or some so that you can have Kyrie on the road when you go up to Chicago or you go up to Milwaukee or somewhere, you know, like, what do you do? And so um, it is all very interesting in Brooklyn because, you know, I think as a team, Jamar, you should want Kyrie to be on the floor in the playoffs. You should um, as much as possible. Um, and so all of this is uh, very, very interesting stuff. Um, I think it's a very weird scenario. I've never seen nothing like this ever before. I don't know, maybe if I'll see something like this ever again, but it's very, very weird. Um, the Nets are a great team. We'll see how they do, um, but it is very, very weird. It's very weird, and I will leave it at that. There you go. Yeah, man. Um, and lastly, I just want to know, um, this week we put up a question on the um, – community page and we asked right now who is currently the best scorer in the NBA. Um, everybody appeared to make a strong case for either Steph or KD. Um, and I, I strongly feel Jamar that the best scorer in the NBA is Giannis. I feel he's unstoppable. And uh, when he wants to, he can score at will as much as Kevin Durant. I just like his chances, Shamar, because he's closer to the basket, you know? And uh, when he gets that step, he can <laughs> he can do whatever he wants to from the free throw line, from wherever. And so um, I know that you're on the side of KD. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on the side of Giannis. Um, I think at this point, I know we, we, we've been around each other for, for years. Um, even dating back to college. I know why you're choosing KD. I think you know why I'm choosing Giannis. I think mm -hmm. you know the I think you know the weaknesses of Giannis, according to most, which is his jump shot. Um, I still think he's so great that that doesn't matter. Um, and you know, if he even hits three jumpers, Jamar, that's hell. Like, woo, if he hit three jumpers, because he's automatically going to get to the free throw line. He's automatically going to get dunks. He's automatically going to get layups. He's automatically going to affect the game with his mid-range game. Like, those are automatics. And so, yes, I think at this point we know. You just want to say anything in regards to that because I think we kind of know where you – know, we kind of know our reasons why. Um, but I just feel like, man, Giannis, Giannis is the best scorer in the NBA, and I think – I'm putting this out here right now. The Bucks will get the number one seed in the East. Mm. Um, and he'll be a he'll be a strong candidate for MVP as the season goes along. You know, I'm I'm happy you picked Giannis. Uh, I mean, I, I looked at him on the list. I'm like, mm, I thought about it. But I, I'm happy you did though. Um, basically, he got like he got like the Shaq effect, right? Where you can yes, always say does. Shaq Shaq had the modern day score. Shaq. That score at the time, just based on basically everything you just said about Giannis. <laughs> Only thing is, he has more skill than Shaq. Correct, and they both just as dominant in the in the paint. Yeah, so so yeah, I, I get that. Um, and of course, you know, I picked mine just off ability, but I do. 
it, it was kind of hard for me to choose just because of the fact that Giannis could do it with, with so much ease. Basically, like you say, get to the basket anytime he wants to, anytime he wants to, and he does it whenever he's needed. I'm still caught up on the 50 point, uh, you know, championship, you know, clincher where he hit what he only missed two free throws, right? 17 to 19, something like that. Threes and stuff, man. Like, dude, a lot of it is mental, man. And he, he, his mentality is like second to none out there. So, I, so I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way with you with your pick. I was happy to see it. So, so yeah, man. Yeah. So, world, um, we want to wish you all a happy new year. Um, happy 2022. Um, we thank you all for just rocking with us. Early Morning Sports Talk podcast is a general conversation, and we appreciate everybody that stopped by and have a conversation with us. And so, Jamar, my brothers, we head into – this weekend, any final thoughts or shout outs? Yeah, just uh, we're just gonna you know remember a few people that, that you know that made their transition in the past couple of days. Starting with John Madden a few days ago, legendary guy. Um, everybody know who John Madden is one way or another. Um, Betty White yesterday and today, maybe about thirty minutes ago, uh, Dan Reeves, former NFL. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. And don't forget about Eric Dickerson. Writer for the ESPN reporter for the Bears. 44. Yes. Jeff, Jeff Dickerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Dickerson. And so um, definitely a lot of transition, man, um, around the COVID season. So, um, you know, I'll talk about COVID as I read my final, let's say, prompt. But on the other hand, um, I want to give a special shout out Jamar to Candace Parker, bro. Like, um, congrats to her recent news on the child uh, with her wife. But additionally, congrats to her being named as the 2021 uh, Associated Press Female Athlete of the Year. This woman, Jamar, has done a lot of great things, bro. Like, she was the first woman, right, to be on the NBA 2K cover. Yep. Then she comes to Chicago, right? Got, got, got my sky blue on. And she leads us to our first uh, championship in franchise history for the Chicago Sky. And the first basketball championship, Jamar, in Chicago since the 1998 Chicago Bulls. Okay? And then she now becomes the 2021 AP Female Athlete of the Year. And so I want to spend a special shout-out to Naperville's own, to Chicago's own, to the Bertillo lover, Candace Parker. Um, you got you, you are you are doing great things for the city, for 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 women's basketball, and on forth. And so go on with your bad self. And so on behalf of the early morning sports talk podcast, we would like to say thank you all for tuning in with us this morning, Deshaun, Victor, Anthony. Derek Bodry from high school. We appreciate your love. And all the folks, as we know, Jamar, to stop back from week to week. You know, we appreciate all you guys' support. Uh, please remember, however, that there is a Delta and now an Omicron variant. Maybe next week it'll be something else from COVID. And hospitalizations are um, increasing and still on the rise from coast to coast. Jamar, is it very well possible, man, that we could be heading to another shutdown? 
things are getting shut down. Events are getting canceled. Um, I don't know if you know, but in um, Toronto or Montreal, various places in Canada, they stopped ticket sales, bro. So now they're going back to how things were last year to where in arena, it's only the athletes. Mm. That's it. No fans. And so could we be heading back to that same environment? It's up to us. Um, do, you want, do you believe in a booster? Do you believe in a vaccine? So we got all this going on. But remember, most of all, to be careful, people. And if you are not vaccinated, do your part by wearing a mask. My Jim Jamar starting January 3rd, they are kicking out the non-vaccinated people. In other words, if you have a vaccination card, you got to show it everywhere you go in Cook County. Um, and it's been that way overseas for a while. And so it's kind of cool to see that the United States is doing that now. Um, so, you know, everyone, please be careful out there. And if you're not vaccinated, do your part by wearing a mask. Uh, please continue to support our podcast on various platforms, say to Spotify, YouTube, um, various places, Facebook Live, you name it. And so we would love uh, to, you know, have anybody come on here and chop it up with us. We don't care about political status. We don't care about income. We don't care about disagreements. We love disagreements because that's what me and Jamar do. We disagree a lot. But this is our passion. And so if you guys would love to come on it's the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, I'm going to chop it up with us. Your love and support is truly appreciated. And we hope you all have a blessed, safe, and productive and peaceful weekend.